This is true buzz that Mary Jane. Now we ain't new to this. For my stoners and for my cannabis enthusiasts. Never heard a show as good as this. Uh, number one, it's the best. Bringing in many special guests in the industry of cannabis. Business owners to grow us, even artists you know of. So sit back and just roll up. Perfect show for my smokers. True buzz. Hey. All right, all right. Welcome to the True Bud Show podcast, my friends. You are in for a good one today. I know I'm about to get schooled for sure because I did when I was at the higher path and I met Mason. And we also have Teresa here today, consultants, educationer, educationer, look at me, <laughs> trainers, trying to use my acronym, you know, trying to remember, but you guys are crushing it. So thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having us, man. Yeah. We really appreciate it. For sure. Thank for you. Sure. Super excited. Yeah, absolutely. Great to have you. Like I said, let me give a little backstory. So um, the Southern California meetup group, mm -hmm. cannabis group, um, Rico, I got his invitation. I haven't been to something for them in a while. COVID's going on. So I saw the higher path come up and I'm like, this looks dope that your spot's dope. I've been in before, dropped off a menu and whatever. And then I, I'm looking at some products. I was talking to the guy who was breaking down this RSO you guys have that I want to use for edibles. Mm. And then I walk over and Mason has this whole strain library thing going on. <laughs> and he's like telling people about strains. He's like, there's this effect. You can do this. Like this will do this, this. And it's just kind of mind blowing to me. Like when you were diving into the nitty and gritty and you were getting questions from everybody around asking like stuff about the strains and you were just like... <laughs> and I was impressed. Thanks, man. Thoroughly impressed. <laughs> Thank you. For sure, for sure. Thank so, you so much. Yeah, like, so how did you guys, like, start out? How did you get in the game, and what led you to higher path, and kind of... Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, get, I can start... Um, you know, I've, I've been with the Higher Path for almost six years now, and uh, coming in uh, November of 2015, you know, we were still pre-ICO medical. Um, it, you know, it, I always joke that cannabis years are like dog years. So if you're in the industry for more than five, you've been in the industry for like 20, you know, and so um, I feel like uh, that's really come to light working at the Higher Path. I've seen it come from its early stages where, you know, we just had a few, like maybe 10 to 15 staff and and now we've grown to about 60 um, in, in just about uh, six years that I've been there. Uh, you know, I started out rolling uh, pre-rolls by hand at a reception desk and learning every single day, you know, researching because um, we had the time, you know, it was a little slower paced. It wasn't as fast paced retail. And then uh, we've always just prioritized education about the products and about, you know, cannabis in general and um, helping people. And that was has always been kind of our mission uh, there is, uh, you know, trust, education, and, and, and helping people, helping the patients. And um, that, you know, just fell in love with that, wanted to stay, stay in it. And then uh, um, yeah, a few uh, uh, mentors I've had, you know, Ari and uh, Colin and people, Jared, our owner, Jared Kylo, has been, you know, our fearless leader in all of this, uh, has always inspired us to learn and educate um, he's also been instrumental in the cannabis industry in California in general. He's also the president of the UCBA, which is the uh, trade association for uh, legal dispensaries. Well, okay. um, so, yeah, once we got our legal uh, uh, license and it hit uh, recreational, it kind of just opened the floodgates. So we kind of had to prioritize education because there's a lot of misinformation out there. And um, having Teresa come on uh, within the last four years, three years or so. Gosh, it's two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. <laughs> You're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can tell uh, also just from that, you know, she's been instrumental in how uh, much we've progressed too. I just feel uh, like she's been there forever. So that's really um, sweet. Absolutely. So, you know, we, uh, you know, she and I, as well as a few other colleagues, um, have created a education department. Uh, fully mm -hmm. functioning at the higher path because we believe it's uh, more so the umbrella subject for everything else that kind of falls into um, cannabis and safe access to it. So, and that was that was kind of always uh, Jared's mission, I think, from the very beginning, if I'm not mistaken, was education, like mm -hmm. making sure that everybody who was working there really understood the product and understood you know, what they were giving the people. Um, as best as we could, yeah. Too many absolutely. dispensaries out there that, you know, you walk in and a lot of the people there may not know what they're really talking about. So we wanted to change that. Or care. Yeah. And that brings me to a point when, when I was in there, you guys can, people can walk in and kind of set up a consultation to mm -hmm. figure out what's best for them. Absolutely. Yeah. We um, have developed a consultation program, uh, uh, a couple years back, actually, we were starting to uh, initiate this 
um, myself and a, a few other colleagues, including Ari Harrison and Teresa mm-hmm. too. Um, and we just, we've always been at the higher path um, leaders of education in this industry, if, if I can say that confidently, um, in that people would trust our, our knowledge of products so they could come to us for these specific consultations in terms of their ailments or what they are trying to alleviate um, and have a much more educated uh, experience about what they're about to use for their medicine. Um, you know, we want to reiterate as much as possible, too, that we are not doctors. We're not, you know, medical um, workers, but we are healthcare workers. And we have been, you know, researching this uh, as much as it is possible to do so with as much uh, information as there is out there uh, currently that everybody does have access to. But, you know, finding the right information is, is key. So um, that's definitely been uh, one of our priorities, absolutely. And that's a great point, like finding finding the right information. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. hard. Like I've gone on to look certain stuff up or like even certain products I bought in the past and I couldn't find shit about them. Yeah. yeah. And then like, and that's like, it's like a double-edged sword too because sometimes I've made some content and I want to put something out and like I always like to like throw out a disclaimer kind of like this is kind of just the best of my knowledge. Like mm-hmm. I hope I'm steering you the right way, but mm-hmm. um, this is, kind of where I'm coming from with it you know it's yeah and and there is a there is a point of you know there we have to have some kind of common ground too it's not just kind of the wild west with information out there 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 needs to be some uh consistency to to these um products and to this information so it's we find it to be our job at least to help sift through that information to provide as accurate as possible you know and and sift through a lot of the stuff like when the vape gate thing happened with all the dis- the concentrate pens and mm. the vitamin E acetate being found in all the illegal markets and it freaked everybody out and all of a sudden everybody was like oh wow I guess testing is really important now <laughs> and we're like yeah we've been trying to tell you you know and stuff kind of you know uh, you know we've been trying to be leading in the industry in terms of uh, being accountable f- for our products and for these brands who are in it for the right reasons, of course, but we need to make sure that everybody's playing by the same rules and vetted and, uh, you know, in it for the right reason. But yeah, we do, we, uh, sorry to get back to your question. We do set up consultation appointments. Um, you can either email myself, Mason at the higher path.com and we can talk about scheduling uh, a call or an in-person visit. Um, typically we try to get, limit them to about 30 minutes or so, so we can, uh, you know, diagnose and see what you're in here for, what you're looking to treat, you know, how cannabis can help you. And then we can set up some follow-up appointments and we'll check in and, uh, you know, uh, guide you through your dosing and the type of ratios and certain products that would best benefit you. Um, and we have a few uh, consultants available as well, Teresa, as well as my friend Harrison. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we all, you know, if there's something we don't know, we're not afraid to admit that. And that's something that um, is very important to us, that we are always the student in this industry, as you and I were talking about it earlier uh, before the show. Um, you know, it's important, uh, especially in this industry, to keep an open mind so we can keep learning and, and for the right reasons, too. And that's that's what this program's about. You know, it's, um, you know, we realize that we're not uh, medically trained doctors, but we do have the tools to provide you with cannabis knowledge and the and the experience behind that as well and it, it kind of and like like you said you don't say like doctors and whatnot but like it's kind of too like you you're putting in the legwork you put in the reps you're you know that kind of like the ten thousand hour type deal <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you're putting in the legwork and you know it it showed to me somebody who's you know been in the space coming on five years now and like it just stuck out to me when I heard you talk and then I walked through and did the tour and I saw what you're doing there and how it just keeps growing and building. And it's, it's pretty special, man. It's cool to see like the taking, taking the time to take the time. I know Mm -hmm. I I forget where that's from, but it's, it's true. Like Mm -hmm. take time to take the time to talk to somebody about, you know, what it, how they feel about it. And that brings a thought to my head is like with the consultations, do you find it's like, is it kind of an array of people or is it mostly first timers or like, that is a really good question. I mean, I think we, it runs the gamut. I think we, we help a lot of different kinds of people. Um, I, I do think that a large percentage of the people that come to our store are elderly or ill. Um, mm-hmm. and they, they seem to need uh, a lot of help. So 
we uh, we do our best uh, with those people. And uh, but then there there are a lot of people who just have never tried cannabis before. So you know, very very much novices. <laughs> yeah. So we, Absolutely. Um, we just kind of get a feel for what it is that they need and then kind of lead them down the higher path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and she's right too. There, it, it's so often is, uh, it is a lot of people who are first time, first timers to cannabis. And, and I, I really love that. I encourage that. And to, you know, I'm a person who's always after, you know, learning or the learning the right way or the right information. I'll go to the source, you know, to to find what I need to know. And um, we want to be that source. We're trying, you know, we we have put in the legwork, as you said, for years. We've prioritized research. We've had shifts dedicated to research shifts. Um, we actually are mm -hmm. developing an R&D department so we can uh, collect data and surveys and, and try to determine what products are best for which demographics, because we have realized that you know, um, there's a lot of people, like she said, you know, a lot of elder, elderly people or, or patients who are trying to get off of other addictions or other medications. Oh, yeah, that, that too. Have been, exactly have been very detrimental to them and that, you know, they've read somewhere or have heard some from someone that cannabis can be an alternative. And there also in lies a, a problem is that the misinformation out there, you know, he he said, she said. Well, uh, they told me that just the CBD oil could could fix whatever my problems were. Well, I'm I'm sorry, that's a little far reaching. Maybe let's talk about what other kind of things could help in terms of what you're asking for, because that's where uh, it comes down to that true information or that more accurate information, which will come in time. You know, when we start legalizing it and and getting it more taken seriously on the federal level and um, which it's getting closer to that, then they're going to they're already prioritizing cannabis research. Um, so we'll have more access to that. And that's exciting for me. Um, I mean, not to get on this tangent, but I am a little nervous about how, you know, pharma, big pharma and, you know, the health insurances, all of those different companies are getting into the game. But um, for right now, what we can do as our part in kind of leaders in this industry um, is put forth this information as best we can, have it accessible as well. Um, these consultations are free um, as of right now, and that's because you know it's so important to qualify the patient and qualify the customer. Uh, no matter you know who comes in, we want them to have the best experience, um, and we want them to come out knowing that they can trust whatever they just heard from from what we told them, and uh, that that goes back to the experience-based thing, which you kind of touched on, is we want to know how you want to feel. We want to know, you know, we want to help you get there. And uh, uh, we can sift through a lot of the nomenclature or the, you know, the in weird measurements of tinctures and edible dosing, you know, all, all these scary things that people might have issues with and maybe want to try cannabis for the first time. Like she said, first-time users are very common asking for consultations because they're, you know... It's quite terrifying to, to yeah. try a new substance that might be mind altering, and and that's completely understandable, you know. <laughs> and, and there's and there's so much to choose from. Right. Yes, it's overwhelming. It's like you walk in, yeah. like okay, if I, oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine because I've always smoked. And I walk in the shop. I still remember walking in the shop the first time it was amazing, but it's like. I could only imagine never smoking in my life, walking into a shop with however many skews on the shelves. Mm. Like, oh my God, what, what, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. I know. I kind of, I, I'm kind of grateful for having had that experience. And then later on, uh, working at the higher path, the first time that I walked in, I didn't know anything about cannabis, essentially. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's embarrassing to admit, no, but, you know, everyone learns at different paces and at different times of their lives. And um, so I came to, uh, cannabis education a little bit later. And uh, yeah, the first time I walked in, I I didn't know what I was asking for. <laughs> I remember mm -hmm. whatever it was, it was wrong. It was not right for me <laughs> whatsoever. Um, but, um, you know, I, I came back later and still had virtually little to no uh, knowledge. And then I just, I learned as I went through and um, I think Harrison and Mason probably <laughs> kind of appreciate that I'm there and that I enjoy helping first-time patients a lot yeah. so they've been there they've been there a lot longer than I have um and I think I you know not that they're so wonderful with everybody don't get me wrong but like <laughs> you know I actually really love it when someone comes in and they're like I'm giving 
bought to my grandpa for the first time or I've never tried this before. And I'm like, let me show you the world. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's really fun. It feels good, huh? Cause it really I, does. I've had that with uh, this Piruana, like the lower dose of 2.5 milligrams. Mm -hmm. I've been at some events like I was doing this Pineapple Express event. And this this guy keep kept coming up and he's like, they're not for me. I'm like, who are they for? He's like, my mom. Hmm. And, and yeah. you know, so she was like, she was pretty old, but she was like loving it. She had like five blue dreams, like 10 milligrams total. Yeah. I was like, here's a couple more packs. Like, yeah. That's fucking awesome. Like, yeah. It's cool to see people getting introduced. And I feel like that's where, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but like my outside perspective kind of is like, it's more easy to kind of come in, maybe eat a piece of chocolate, maybe have a little sip of a drink than like do a dab or light up a bowl. Mm -hmm. Like, do, do you, is that, do you kind Absolutely. of find that or I mean, I feel like it's hard to beat the flower at the end of the day personally, but like, I think, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think it really just depends on body chemistry mm -hmm. a lot. Um, most likely, probably, you know, if you just take if you microdose an edible or something, then I would say most likely you're you're going to be fine. You're going to have a nice feeling um, and it's not going to be overwhelming for you. But um I don't know. It just kind of depends on on what you're into and what you go into first. I think I it was recommended to me that I start just with with flour, just with joints, essentially. And I think the reason for that was just that the high hits you quickly and then it goes away. You know, mm -hmm. it, it comes you come down after maybe an hour or two at the most. Mm -hmm. um, whereas with an edible, you know, it, it could stay in your body for a lot longer. Um, but it really like it, it just depends on the person. I think. Absolutely. What do you think, Mason? Oh yeah, absolutely. You're right, and it and it lends itself also to that subjectivity of uh, not only your body, your personal body tolerance, but what experience you're looking for as well. Yeah, that too. You know, so often I I use the example <clears throat> if I'm trying to treat my panic attack quote unquote, you know, hypothetically, um, I personally wouldn't really want to wait around for the edible to kick in that I took to alleviate the current panic attack that I'm having, you know? So mm -hmm. it's also kind of like what will best suit you? Maybe, you know, a vape pen, something more immediate. Can I can inhale right away that CBD dominant that can take my anxiety down, you know? And that's now I know my moderation and where my tolerance level is. And there's so many SKUs, like you said, there's so many SKUs, so many different types of products, so many variations of cannabis, which is is seems overwhelming and it is, but it actually now too, I think lends itself better to that new market, that those new entry level people, because we can take these 2.5 Puruana drinks now and be cool and give it to our parents and stuff, you know, and <laughs> and and be, and be confident that they won't have to call 911 <laughs> and the EMTs kind of just laugh it off, you know. <laughs> I always think like, what, how's that call for them? You know, they're probably like, ah, oh, we got another one. Just tell them to make a PB and J and they'll be fine, you know. It's just like <laughs> it is for us when they call us. <laughs> right, exactly. We're like, they're gonna be okay. It's gonna be all right. Now, not to dismiss it because. Because that is a very uncomfortable feeling to be out of control oh, yeah. of your own body. And I've experienced that being a very, uh, I would say, connoisseur of cannabis. So yeah. um, I think we've all been there and it's not fun. So uh, it's definitely, you know, we're measuring out your tolerance. These new products out there, you know, starting with, you know, either pre-rolls or edibles, I think. I think there's a lot more of the discrete factor being uh, considered for products these days. Mm -hmm. uh, since flour is always, I, personally, my favorite. I, I love smoking flour and, and joints and pre-rolls and stuff. But, you know, I also have a very high edible tolerance. And I think um, having discrete gummies or discrete mints or little disposable pens has really become um, a niche in the market because these entry-level people now aren't as afraid. Um, just like you said, you know, instead of taking a hot, you know, dab to the face and you're like, cool, I tried cannabis for the first time. Like, you know, like, whoa, wait, like you just went oh zero God. to a hundred real quick right there. <laughs> yeah. Instead, you know, now we have like the, the Puffco where you can put a low temp dab on there, maybe put a little tiny bit of sauce diamond, just like, uh, Miss Teresa did and have the best time of her life. And, and, you know, it was when, amazing. <laughs> it was it was so funny if I may just talk about that. Go ahead. Her first dab. It was awesome. It was yeah. her first dab. And another cool Baby's thing that um, yeah, another cool thing you had saw when you toured the shop was we have our education education space. 
Um, and in that education space, we can uh, provide brand demos um, and we get to experience the product there with them. And she received her first dab there from Field Extracts. Uh, and, <laughs> Make it and, sound like a sacrament. I mean, it was... <laughs> <laughs> she received her first she received. communion dab. <laughs> Everyone wore their cloaks. So. Yes. <laughs> but uh, no, it was, uh, it was really fun because she got to... It was it was a controlled environment. It was a safe space. Yes. Everyone was supportive. Um, all of those factors matter, as we all know from either experimenting with other things or just in general with cannabis. We know that, you know, being in a, an environment where it's welcoming and safe is probably half of the experience you're going to have from whatever you're taking, um, especially with cannabis. And so I feel like that really helped. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but the, it was just so fun having you describe to me how amazing you felt afterwards. She would just come up to me and she'd go, no, seriously, though, Mason, this I feel great. Like, I yeah. want to do this all the time now. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, Teresa, slow down. <laughs> but no, I mean, I really I started to really understand why a lot of people gravitate towards uh, dabs uh, versus flour and, and joints. Not that they're not great. They're wonderful. It just kind of depends, again, on the person and tolerance level. And like, there are so many different aspects. But um, for me personally, the high itself from the dab was just far superior quality. Mm. I don't know. It's like I, super clean, like super clean. Like, and it's hard to describe what clean means to somebody who's never tried it before. Mm. But I would say with flour and joints, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes you have this kind of cloudy experience. Mm. The experience just kind of feels a little bit muddled. Um, maybe you have a headache afterwards, takes a while to come back down. Whereas with the dab, it was it was like I was being given different feelings to feel in different moments. And I could really control it and observe it. It was really beautiful. And then when it was done, it was done. Mm. And it was like magic spell mm -hmm. ended. Like, you know, it probably sounds silly, but it's true. Right. <laughs> well, I've been there too with other products and just like, like you're saying, dabs, other things, even uh, Purewana or like other, you know, just stuff where it's not like I've taken ed the edible hangover is real. I mm -hmm. didn't realize oh, that until yeah. I started diving and making my own, like my own all the time. I'm like, oh fucking taking all this i'm like i gotta take it i made it right, yeah, right. <laughs> some trim and shake coconut oil yeah. like sell it on I'm the like, street oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, take it. but i would take too much but it's like that there's something beautiful about that like like you're saying like the, the when you do have it do smoke it however you eat it ingest it when you do have when you do come off and you don't feel that groggy like mm. yeah sleepy-ish type vibe that's why i stopped smoking as much during the day mm. because i like i've just become more of a night consumer because I, you know, smoking all day, every day back in the day. And then I just hit, it hit like 7 p.m. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not even like getting stoned anymore. Like right. what's happening right now? Why yeah. am I? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think that's also a great um, point for how you can, anybody can have any type of these products as long as there's a moderation involved and, you know, uh, uh, the best way to use it too. You know, like Teresa's small dab, you know, if she, if she bought a gram of concentrate, it could last her a month. You know? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> you know something I mean? else. I mean, like... <laughs> I, keep in mind, I'm very sensitive mm -hmm. to THC, really just sensitive to cannabis, like all the cannabinoids, I would say. Anytime that I've tried something, I've needed maybe mm -hmm. half a dose, maybe even less mm -hmm. than what most people take. So, And it is and, and it's uh, it is unfortunate, however, to realize that the way to find your tolerance sometimes is by taking it past its limit. And yeah. that's unfortunately finding out the hard way. But fortunately with cannabis is as long as we know there's no way to lethally overdose on it so finding that that ground i always recommend titrating up and starting small and we know that from edibles you know you can always eat more rather than less that's kind of that motto we have whenever we talk about edibles because you know if you take two milligrams, five milligrams, and it doesn't really do anything to you, that's okay. I mean, bummer. Like I kind of wasted a gummy or whatever, but now I know that I can handle it. You know, I know that I can come back to this two and a half milligram edible and be like, well, I took one of those and didn't do anything for me. So maybe I'll try five next time and then uh, see where it goes from there. Or, and if you take that and you discover, wow, that really worked a little bit too much. Um, you know, that's why I always recommend it for starting out, you know, with something like that, do it at home first. We got nothing else to do for real 
actual ex- observation of yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, and, and then, you know, titrate down from that. It's, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's much easier said than done, of course. Um, but, uh, I think a lot of people psych themselves out, you know, and it's that scary E word edibles. Like, like when's it coming? What's happening? Now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a, it's like a scary movie. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm just waiting for it. Right. Well, and that's now too, you've tapped into this where the drinkable market comes into play because in my opinion, that's kind of fixed a lot of the problems with edibles. It's fixed a problem where the bioavailability and absorption of an edible is now increased because most of these drinkable products are now nano emulsified. Um, and for those at home, it's essentially just making the, the molecules small enough to fit inside the water to where it can be absorbed into your bloodstream easier. Um, most drinks have to be nano emulsified because there's no fat solubles for them to attach to like there is with the butter and the cookies and all that. So when we drink the, these drinkable edibles, uh, and, and now they have all kinds of other cannabinoids in them too, Delta-8, uh, THCV, um, they have some CBN uh, drinkables now and so, uh, so on and so forth. Um, that bioavailability is almost instant. Uh, you absorb it all the way down your esophagus because we have very porous uh, uh, bloodstream vessels there, blood vessels there that, um, you know, absorb it all the way down, you know, and drinks automatically metabolize faster than anything else. Um, so you're truly getting a 10 milligram drink when you're drinking that full 10 milligrams as opposed to eating a 10 milligram cookie and you're probably digesting about half of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's why a lot of times too, you're like waiting, waiting, you're like, I don't feel anything. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh crap. You're just like, <laughs> I'm a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's that, that can be uncomfortable you know, for anybody, even if you're an experienced user and you're like, well, shit, man, I was hoping it would hit me way earlier than this, you know? But that's why I'm a big fan of drinks. Uh, mm-hmm. Drinkable edibles are my favorite. Yeah, and for those people who are uh, more sensitive, they have CBD mm-hmm. dominant drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to share brands, but like, yeah, uh, yeah, let's go. But <laughs> I, I really like canned drinks. I think oh, they're yeah. great. Um, CBD dominant, nice and sweet, but not too much so, effervescent, um, and they hit you quickly. Mm-hmm. It's like, for me, it's like a glass of wine. For Mason, it would be like, I don't know, nothing, but (laughs) (laughs) but for someone who's, who's new, um, especially, I think it's, it's a wonderful way to kind of bridge people into the idea of drinking cannabis. Yeah. And there, there is something beautiful about that. And that's why I love, um, this here is just like with the CBD or like with a Purana, like the entourage effect, Mm -hmm. having all the cannabinoids in there, having those terps, having that other stuff in there. So it's like that strain specific effect is hard to get sometimes. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what I've told people with when I've been drinking, because I've been drinking the shit out of this. I'm like, mm-hmm. even with smoking, sometimes it's hard to really tell and dive into a strain for me, or at least me personally. I have mm-hmm. friends who smoke something or smell it like this is whatever, whatever. I'm, I've had a harder time at that. <laughs> right. But with like with uh, Piruana, I'd be able to take a strain, to, let's say XJ13 and like that I'm sipping right, sipped right here is like it, it's a little more noticeable to me. Mm-hmm. And then if I have a, the Venom OG, it like hits differently i'm like oh wow i can really hone the experience mm-hmm. and that's one of my favorite parts is like yeah and the crazy thing is too to your guys's point with like just how it hits everybody different is just so many factors yeah whether it's the uh you know your biochemistry whether it just happened to be not you know maybe a different batch of edibles maybe mm-hmm. you had a big meal that day exactly. maybe mm-hmm. it makes it, a big difference it's so it's so different it's like that's why i always like to do it on like an empty stomach usually but right. it's like try to but it's like it's interesting how it hits different too like i'm sure you guys know is you've taken the same amount same thing mm-hmm. different days and it's just like what's different absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and i want to point out another thing too that um maybe you, you could even speak on since you because of your company using uh, strain specific stuff. I think the drinkables are also solving, uh, or helping, um, address the issue of the strain specific edibles that we're coming across. Um, now there's, there's another problem with the cannabis industry in general is how the misinformation spreads and how different, um, you know, how, how we haven't really found out certain things yet because of our uh, inhibition of research, but, um, Really, there's no true way through eating an actual edible in terms of like a cookie being a sativa or indica cookie is is really those terpenes are those terpenes are not bypassing your digestive system going straight to your bloodstream like you would when you smoke it. You know, it's it's really just being digested and being destroyed. It's not actually being uh, affected in that way. So there's a lot of this 
you know, misconception of like, oh, well, this cookie is an indica, so it's going to make me sleepy. And this cookie is a sativa. It's going to make me energetic. And it's really just, you know, a lot of that comes down to placebo, unfortunately. And Mm -hmm. there isn't enough regulation of the marketing that goes into these companies to hold anyone accountable for selling a feeling. And of course, it's going to be easier to sell sleep and energy as opposed to, um, you know, a, a flavor or uh, something, uh, uh, something near like that. Um, so I feel like the nano emulsion and drinkable game is, is a good step towards the direction of actually having some type of strain specific edibles. And I, and I totally agree. And I love the way that it's going, you mm-hmm. know, the market kind of going that way with um, whether it's live resin, whether it's rosin, uh, whatever it is, kind of that that element of having that full <laughs> spectrum, you know, the full profile mm-hmm. of the plant there. Right. I really like how it's going that route. But kind of similarly, it's kind of interesting to see that it's harder, like you're saying, to like to get that across, right? to get that point across where it's like, oh, this is like, oh, blue dream. But it's like it'd be maybe better off saying, oh, like energetic like energy style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know where I, I no, don't no. know if that made sense, but No, of course. I, and I think that's where we're trying to direct it to at the higher path specifically is moving away from the old nomenclature. Oh, pardon me. <coughs> um um <laughs> I need a shirt that says I smoke weed not co- I don't have covid. Um, <laughs> that, would, that would sell. Right? I think it would absolutely <laughs> right now. Out here. <laughs> um but you know, we're trying to steer away from the old nomenclature and not that it's a bad thing or anything, but the really even the words sativa and indica don't mean anything anymore. It really has more to do with how the plant grows more than anything, not necessarily a feeling. Right. You know, sativa is part of the Latin word for cultivation and indica is really just the word derived that we found from India. You know, it has no correlation necessarily with sedative or stimulation. Um, but like Teresa said, it's all about where or how it's grown. And, and that can indicate what these effects can give you. Now, what we have a problem with, and especially with our demographic, because it's a little bit of the older community, uh, baby boomers, um, you know, the uh, uh, upper middle class kind of uh, in Sherman Oaks, um, you know, we get a lot of the people who just haven't been in you know, the cannabis industry don't, aren't familiar with strain genetics and strain names and stuff. Um, and so when they come in and they see our menu, which you saw is just vast, we have so many flower options, which is great for the aficionado who might recognize those names. But I guarantee you <laughs> that the average person that comes into our shop wouldn't be able to tell you what French laundry would make you feel like. And, you know, or, um, you know, even strains. <laughs> that, feel so soft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even strains you and I are familiar with, uh, you know, we get asked like, well, what is Blue Dream? And you're like, well, that's a valid question. I mean, I can't, you know, you can't really derive anything off of just the name. So that's where we're trying to really kind of, you know, we'll still, of course, include these name genetics. They come from origins from our culture, you know, either trying to, you know, be funny or be clever or even just, you know, to have a code word, you know, in high school, we had a code word or, you know, safety meetings in college, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So a lot of that is great culture that we want to, we want to keep, but it's also to a point where our, our, our products are getting too vast. We can't keep track of it this way anymore. We can't keep saying, well, this is a cross between this and Girl Scout and OG Kush and Gelato. And then it's a, a crossbreed between, and because then you're just saying names. There's not really any experience backed up with that. And what we're also just really referencing anyway are the terpene profiles and cannabinoid profiles of these chemovars. Like, and that's essentially what we are describing. Instead, we have this you know, it's almost making it harder in a sense to describe what these strains are going to make you feel like, you know, XJ 13, I think is a prime example. If you ever smell that you're never going to forget it. It's super sharp. It's piney and fresh and there's a lot of terpenoline. So it's really like, like, uh, you know, you just, you know, put Vicks vapor rub on your chest, you know, it's like kind of that strong and I'll never forget that smell. So I can, you know, once you start recognizing that, I'm like, Ooh, okay. I know that strain is going to give me some focus and some energy to it. And it's probably going to be uplifting, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, when you ever, whenever you smell lavender, you know, it calms you down, chills mm-hmm. you out. It's the same kind of thing with, 
you know, how I feel about OGs. When you smell that woodsy, spicy kind of smells, then that's going to give you that relaxing, sedative, knockout kind of vibe. And, you know, I, I feel like personally that's easier to relay to somebody rather than, oh, well, this King Louie is going to be bomb trees, bro. And it's going to like, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to like put you on the, put you on the floor, man. Like, yeah, it's got a crazy nose on it. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to make fun. Like we all come from that. I, I, I love, I love having those old school names still around. Like King Louis is my absolute favorite strain of all time. King Louis OG forever. Um, <laughs> or, you know, any Kush variety, but you know, it, it's, uh, it's still, it's time to kind of, recognize it as it is it's it's time to to you know change gears here and look at it you know where we can all understand it where we can welcome everybody to it um so that's kind of what we're trying to to initiate at the higher path absolutely and that's the way it sh and that's the way it should be going and that's a big task you know it's like <laughs> because and, and i like the way you said like describing the smell because if you think about so many other let's just say alcohol Mm -hmm. wine beer um whatever just those mm -hmm. that's like the first thing that you know what a cicerone or a sommelier would do is Absolutely. smell it get those notes feel it and i feel like that's great that and, and people do that at the shops but this brings me to another point is i feel like so many people when i'm in shops not maybe like how i don't know the number it varies per shop but so many people come in it's like a restaurant mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. they know what they want right away mm -hmm. come in bam bam give me my you know XJ mm -hmm. or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. My King Louie, I want this, want this. And then you might even be trying to be like, but hey, what are you trying to look for? Mm -hmm. Maybe this is a little better, but people get set mm -hmm. on their, their I do it too at restaurants. I'm bad at sure. that at restaurants, I realize. Even Same. with weed too, even with edibles. <laughs> yeah. You get something you like and it's like nothing else right now. Right. Mm -hmm. that, that's a. Right. And absolutely. And they're totally, yeah, there's totally nothing wrong with that. Um, And, and uh, especially too, a lot of people are set in that old tradition which is like my mama she's awesome she's uh she and my dad are the ones who got me to smoke for the first time mom and, and dad yeah right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're the ogs for real man they're, they're the best uh Aww. big shout out to mom and dad and um they uh you know were the ones who also taught me that they you can be responsible and use it in moderation for your for the way you're supposed to use it. And, you know, my mom runs a, an entire coffee shop by herself and smokes, uh, you know, throughout her day. My dad um, is, you know, works in healthcare and as a respiratory therapist. And, you know, he does it when he can in moderation, of course. But, you know, it's, uh, they've just taught me that there's a right way to use this. There's a right way to take the this plant for its benefits. And we can, you know, use it to enhance our lives rather than impair it all the time, which sometimes we want to, and that's cool. But, um, you know, we want to, I also want to respect that for other people. Um, you know, not everybody is looking to get lit and, and especially nowadays where we are finding the medical potential of all these products and these plant, the, these compounds of this plant, we're like, Whoa, okay. Yeah, you're right. It's fun to get lit, but did you know it can help epilepsy? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like what? <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second, right? We might need some safe products for people with epilepsy. You know, we might need some stuff that isn't called Alaskan Thunderfuck for people with epilepsy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we can still have that. That's okay. But maybe let's change the conversation a little bit too. Why is it called that? Is it, where's its terror? You know, like you're saying from wine, like where was it grown? That that would help me understand it. Mm. If it was grown in a colder climate, I would probably assume that it's going to be more relaxing. Um, you know, uh, indica dominant strains, and it's just for lack of a better term <laughs> right now, but any strains that are grown in colder climates, they produce more resins, you know, and that gives it that indica sedative quality. Sativas, you know, mostly are uh, uh, grown in warmer climates, and that's why they have their longer uh, uh, stalks and produce the terpenes they produce. Uh, and it's back to that entourage effect. Oops, sorry. Back to that entourage effect again, you know, it's having that whole orchestra instead of the one player, you know, it's having that full experience that you can get. Um, so educating about that is really important. You know, people need to know what they're getting themselves into. And it's a little misleading with the, the old nomenclature that's present these days.
we're we're yeah. here for we're here for the help decipher it word yeah yeah word. that real talk because yeah there, there's a lot there's a lot even somebody who's smoked since i was young and it's been in the been in the game for a little while now like there's still so much to dive through i'm still learning like like we're saying learning every day right yeah definitely and, and there's so much and that's where it's like i've been falling off on the media right now and i know there's been stuff like legalization stuff in the talks i saw a couple article headlines today but it's like when that comes around, it'll be interesting to see like what um, you walk into a dispensary, you know, 20 years from now, mm. you get like a MRI body scan, <laughs> like, like, right. like your, your yeah. like a endocannabinoid scan initiated. <laughs> like. That would be awesome. I'm so down for that. That'd be so cool. Um, absolutely, dude. I think it's totally going to move to something uh, like that. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we have a. We also have a help desk position that actually she um, is the manager and director of, uh, as well as the MVP. I just gotta say, I mean, literally. Um, MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take um, it. Absolutely. You know, uh, I think we've, uh, and at least from our store's standpoint, have changed the game in terms of how we can communicate with people like that. So for anybody who is, you know, curious or needs to just call and ask, you know, some questions about cannabis. Um, we have uh, either this uh, uh, lovely Teresa here on help desk or we have um, uh, three other trained uh, uh, experts um, willing, you know, having being able to take your call as well as live chat on our website. So um, if you are like, what the heck is Alaskan Thunderfuck? You know, they can be like, oh, it's actually this and this strain. Let me help you make your order and everything like that. I'm trying to make it accessible for people too. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes a long, long way. Yeah. Yeah, it does, man. Absolutely. And um, and to your, just to your point, you were making like the, the technology advancement has helped us and we need to catch up to it in this industry, too, if we're going to be able to keep progressing. Yeah. You know, having our online websites functioning and, you know, and a lot of that is unfortunate, too, to the stigma. You know, Instagram has banned us how many times just for. Oh, yeah. They've been on it. They've been on a they thing have, lately. They have. Yeah. I'm worried that it's because the World Health Organization uh, suggested banning cannabis advertisements. So now everybody's all freaking out about it, but, um, something, something to that extent, but, um, it's like when that opens up, when that floodgate opens up, there's going to be a huge amount of money pouring in. That's true. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I've talked about before on here too, is what I love about it is the creativeness of what it's forced the community to do. We've, we've had to find other ways to market. We've Mm -hmm. had to find a lot of it through, you know, influencers, through content, but it's it's created a lot of creativity in the space that and that's just me being like an optimist with it. But it's like it's true, I think. Yeah. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it's amazing how many people on TikTok now have become kind of like, you know, our news source for certain cannabis related things because they've been able to trick the algorithm in terms of not spelling it a certain way or, you know, or like not putting like certain term terminology out there that would flag it. But I mean, that's also where thousands and millions of views are happening, where people, you know, younger, younger than me um, are, you know, on TikTok all day long. Mm -hmm. And that's where they get their information. It's kind of like when we were getting a lot of our information from Instagram and Facebook and, uh, you know, dare I say MySpace back in the day. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Um, uh, it's all right. It's still there. It is. It is. It is. I think it is. It, it, it's going to come back like everything else. Is. So it's going to be this retro yeah. like, yeah. fuck Facebook, MySpace is where it's at. I've always been, my my passion has always been, I've always been a YouTube weirdo. I'll find my mm. news on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube's like my Google. I know they're the same company, but like uh, I, I've just, but, right. I, I love video. I've always just been drawn towards that. Mm. That form of content mm-hmm. and that's where i spend most of my time but i've been trying to do the and that's where you guys are fucking dope too yeah. like you guys have a you have a social team right i walked by when i was checking it out you guys have a social team yeah. doing, doing a thing and it's like so many mm-hmm. angles that i think are underestimated too in a dispensary game from you know an outsider coming in who's like doing sales and stuff it's like what it takes i mm-hmm. see what it takes from the outside perspective to have that success is like mm. you got to be firing on all cylinders. Absolutely. You got to in like you guys have cool deals. Well, you got to spe- what's a, what's the joint deal? I remember people were getting hyped up. <laughs> oh what is gosh. that? Dollar J Friday. <laughs> Dollar J Friday. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> Dollar J Friday. 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 
Have you done that? That needs to be a piece of content. That's amazing. Right, that would be good. We should talk just like just like a close up of your face, like on a mic. Yeah, and you're smoking a J. Friday, Friday, Friday. You got that radio voice. Thanks, man. I was on a radio show. I had a radio show in college. Oh, shit. What was that? Oh, it was just the college radio station, but it was super fun. I went to I went to college at Adams State University in Colorado, and um, you know, they let anybody walk on and be on the radio. Where's there, that? Uh, <laughs> hey, man, what are, you got you got a good voice for it. Thanks, you, man. You know? Thank for you. real. That's why. But like, where uh, where is that located? Uh, Alamosa. Alamosa. Never heard of it. Yep. No one has. <laughs> a dope time though. I love Colorado, oh, dude, man. It was I could... great, man. Yeah. So it's the it was that that place is surrounded by 14er mountains, and so it's kind of in the valley of a bunch of mountains. It's like really go out of your way, kind of like. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, and it it gets colder. It's it breaks records like in the lower forty eight for how cold it gets. Lower forty eight. Yeah, so like uh, it doesn't Damn. count uh, Alaska because it's that's barbaric up there. But, Damn, <laughs> but, no but, shit. Yeah, it gets bad. It was uh, at one point negative forty degrees. They had Whoa. to cancel class. <laughs> they, they never. Fine. That's what it took. When, it's, <laughs> when it snowed, 40. we thought it was thirty nine. We're okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. Forty uh, is the threshold, guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. When it snowed, it was actually warm outside because it was warm enough for the 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 condensation to not instantly freeze, so it could actually yeah. snow. I so. love I love <laughs> snow for many reasons, but one of the ones I've taken in more recently, like when I go back, my most of my family's in Kansas, oh. so I'll go back there. Last year it was snow, and but I've noticed this before, but like the, just the quietness, you know, the damper yeah. of the sound with the snow, like that's my new like thing with it you know it used to be sledding or making igloos and shit but yeah. now i just really like the peace especially being in la yeah oh you know gosh. it's good to escape into yeah. the snow and be like looking around <laughs> right. hear, hear like a squirrel like a mile away like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly oh man that's some I, I miss that about being home and and uh growing up in the forest you know literally we were next to the national forest uh in uh, yeah that's awesome it, it was it was really cool i mean pros and cons you know like snow and i we've had our day we're cool yeah. I, i'm cool without it honestly it's hard to beat the sunshine i will say that yeah. like give, give me yeah. a couple days of uh snow and i'm cool but like yeah it's, just go outside and know what the yeah totally no so i'm i'm awful like the other day when it rained a drop i was like no here we go man dang it <laughs> like, it's i was so, so mad. happy i was so happy everyone else is happy everyone lives the rain i hate hate the rain yeah um yeah, I don't know. I moved here from Texas where... I was about to ask, yeah. Yeah, it, it, you know, it rains in the springtime, mm. and it actually gets pretty dang cold uh, in, in the wintertime, too. Pretty not dang cold. Not, <laughs> right. not below 40, <laughs> but we'll get down to, like, you know, 15 degrees sometimes. Oh, that's, um, that's cold. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cold. Um, it snows at least once a year. Um, so, you know, I don't know, going through all of the seasons there and dealing with, you know, just the oven level heat uh like right now i can't even imagine yeah. what my mom is going through right now um but um well i can I, I lived there for a really long time but coming out here i was like i want looney tune happy all day long sunshine <laughs> beach weather constantly 24 7 yeah. and the second that it starts to rain i'm gonna get in a bad mood <laughs> and that's just kind of how i that's kind of how i roll i'm like yeah. what did i move to seattle this is a bunch of crap like i just you know but i yeah i love our weather when uh, it's, it's when it's awesome yeah, it's <laughs> It's, it's most hard, of the time it's hard to beat yeah yeah, yeah I, I need to i hear great things about texas i need to spend more time there um i drove through it twice doing a road trip out here that's a great feat and the thing that <laughs> blew my mind and I, I might have said this before on a podcast but the thing that blew my mind was some of those highways mm -hmm. 75 80 miles an hour whatever two lanes oh yeah i'm like i got a lot of faith in this person right here driving by me like this yeah. is pretty my car like huge like F two fifty like lifted. I'm my little Civic. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. Yeah. The wind just like, you know, like yeah. Mm -hmm. I hear you on that. I've, I have a lot of family in Texas too, and uh, also in Austin. And it really is uh, keep Austin weird out there because it is such a different place than any part in Texas. I need yeah, to see it. Really it. That's is. what I always yeah. hear. I, was, I, was oh, like, yeah. I, I need to experience this show. If you've never to been go. to Austin, you definitely should go. It's great. Yeah. I'm slacking. I should have made a stop. <laughs> it's like a mini LA now. I yeah. mean, everybody's moving there from LA and, and uh, I understand in certain cases, but um, it's fine. We'll let them all move there. So now it's more room out here again. Yeah. <laughs> a little better yeah. traffic. But well, apart from the weather, would you ever see yourself maybe um, in the 
Colorado market? Like, or in deeper, what what are your thoughts of the Colorado market compared to the California? Are there like pros and cons? Maybe you see it both. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so yeah, I think there's I think there's pros and cons of both, and uh, I'm not as experienced with California from the back and like when they were really you know, in the, you know, 1990s and early 2000s when like the Emerald Triangle up there was really strong and stuff. Um, but, you know, Colorado, though, when they when they first hit recreational, um, I think that it was it, it felt like a lot of a gold rush type of mentality. And when everybody got their piece, it kind of then became saturated um, now I thought it was good because everyone had access. Then there was a lot of stuff being figured out as there always was. So a lot of the, you know, the buildup, you know, kind of, there was a, a lot of obstacles, road bumps, but, um, I feel like the Colorado market, um, has a much different take uh, most dispensaries, um, in, <clears throat> at least in my area, because it also differed on certain districts in Colorado too, just kind of like it does out here, um, is, uh, you know, that each dispensary had to provide their own flower. They had to grow the flower that they sold. Um, I think that has changed now um, or that now they have more of a monopoly type of setup to where like a one dispensary I know of Starbuds, it's like, you know, <laughs> literally like Starbucks. And it's, it's on like, every corner. It's on all, all <laughs> every oh, corner oh, now. Yeah. I, I love them, actually. They're great. Well, smart, smart, Super smart, smart marketing move there. So Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's wild to me that um, they also still weigh out by chopsticks and by the jar. Oh, wow, that's cool. Which is really cool. I actually really miss that, by the way, about the, the industry here. That was such a fun part of my job was uh -huh. back in the day, bud tending and throwing on a one gram nug and just being like, yeah. There's something, <laughs> there, there is something about that that I feel thankful that I got to mm. experience a little piece of that. Yeah. Um, that, no, I guess other people won't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there yeah. was something to yeah. it. it. It was a different, but it, yeah, it's a. Well, because your homie would come in and you could give him 3.7. You know, and he'd be like, dude, I'm coming to you every day from now on. And you could have the little jars to the side, right? Your purse, uh -huh. like, is it like a, like the little Percy jars where like, uh -huh. there's a little nug too big. It's like, oh, that's for later, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally, man. And you know, not only that, but it was such a great way to learn the flower. You know, we'd be, we had, uh, you know, back in the day we could do free products. So, you know, oh, you get a free gram with this purchase and you know, that way you could get an eighth and then try a gram of something, you know, it was mm -hmm. awesome. Now with the whole like, you know, metric system and seed to sale stuff, it's wonderful for testing and keeping that consistent, but it has lost a lot of that type of love in the industry. Same with Colorado. I feel like uh, that happened pretty instantaneously with Colorado. It lost a lot of that love aspect that, mm. you know, I don't mean to be so hippy dippy about it, but you know, I mean, it, it, it made it really retail. It made it really industrial. Um, I love the bud in Colorado and in, in most cases I found it tests higher in THC percentage, but as we know, that's not the most important player um, because I feel like the buds in Colorado are very dense, are uh, smaller, a little dense. I think that has a lot to do with that production, that mass production, like, oh, well, we have 10 shops and we have this one grow for 10 shops, you know what I mean? Um, it's kind of how uh, I feel like Starbuds experience was, even though they're wonderful, I love their flower and their product. Um, I feel like all of them have the same product. So I think that ties into that thing where they can only um, grow for their, you know, for that dispensary. They can't hire like another grow. Um, that may have changed recently with the new markets and stuff, but you know, in California, it's, uh, it's all sealed jars, retail branded and stuff, which is nice for safety reasons. It's great for testing and consistency branding. Um, it, it really introduced the whole branding thing to cannabis because, you know, in Colorado, you still weigh it out from the mason jar into a little pop top. Yeah, huh, you know, that, that's the, so true. That's so true. Yeah, there's no CBX or THC design label on that weed after so, that. And the know? thing that blows my mind too is like we're saying earlier is just how many are how many are going to keep coming too? Right. Um, and like, oh yeah, I wonder if like certain people. I mean, it, it would be smart, right, for certain companies too to like even have just rebrand the same thing. Like, because I I was in the shop the other day and it was just this new type of glass jar. Hmm. I was doing a pad and there was this new flower jar. I forget what it was, but it was basically flipped and it's just drawing everybody's eye. <laughs> like you said, the, the packaging and the branding is yeah. really interesting like yeah. that. 
Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, gosh, <laughs> the environmentalist in me wishes that we didn't use quite so much. I totally agree. It's a packaging, huge problem. But it is beautiful. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's beautiful, but it is. It has been a huge problem. I feel like that's been mm-hmm. one of the. That's why I feel about disposable vape pens. Sorry yeah. to hop in oh, sometimes. No, go for it. Go for no, it. No, no, that, that's just kind of that's all. <laughs> no, I totally. Because no, like I bought some. I'm like this whole. Th- I know some some people recycle them. I saw the. I've never used it, but that uh, click spray. I think it is. I was in a dispensary. I saw they had a little mm-hmm. recycle bin. Mm. We're still doing things. it, aren't we? Dom pen specifically. Dom pens. Does. Okay, okay it works. That's what's up. Yeah. Yep. Dumb um, pens have it. Now you can recycle any disposable. Awesome, awesome. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm at the loop. I was just like, <laughs> I know I just have mine in my first. I'm like a weirdo like that. I'm like, some just sitting in my drawer. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't I, want them. Like, <laughs> if you're a weirdo, then I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that's I as weird a, as it gets with you, yeah. then you're in good just company. wait. Just, just wait. <laughs> 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 yeah man yeah no i i hear you too yeah the waste the waste is crazy yeah and and those too they have like lithium iron batteries and shit in them you know it's like we can't just throw all that shit away all the time you know it's, yeah um yeah it's yeah then it becomes part of the co- well vapes are so interesting too mm-hmm. like um i was gonna say this company's name i don't want to throw the company out because i but like i was in a, a shop again the other day and i saw a rep come in or ambassador, whoever it was, and you guys have probably experienced this a fair amount, I'd imagine, is they came in to grab some product because they're like, the actual hardware is not working properly. Mm-hmm. We want to come grab this, these vapes from you. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I'd seen it being there. And I had like the utmost respect for it because I'm like, mm-hmm. that's really cool because it'd be easy just to leave it on a shelf mm-hmm. yeah. and just let people deal with it, let the store deal with returns and deal with the bullshit. But the fact that they took the time to hop in and do it, I don't know. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was pretty dope. But... I absolutely agree. I think this industry has really um, been a, uh, uh, a, a, a shining example of how big business or big, you know, or businesses in general can almost be empathetic. You know, mm-hmm. like in that sense, they're like, hey, we don't want to put these dispensaries at risk for our mess up. So we're going to do our part. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm not as experienced in other big industries, but I don't feel like other companies have that much mercy for each other. You know, there's not that like, you know, oh, you're going to lose out bottom line. Well, you know, tough shit. You know, it's more more like that out there instead here. You know, just the other day, somebody had to cancel a webinar and there's a whole bunch of resources put all into it. And, and you know, the poor guy, like, had some traffic thing happen. And we're like, that's okay. We'll reschedule, man. You know, it's cool. And, like, it's a big company. And they're like, you know, they should have their all marketing, blah, 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 everything together. But it's okay. Like, you know, we're all we're all in the same game together. We're going to do it sometime. It's fine. You know, and uh, I, I feel like the cannabis industry really kind of has adopted that communal sense. You know, it's yeah. all about... Uh, helping, uh, you know, uh, social equity. And it's all about being uh, leaders in, um, you know, changing the stigma and hopefully environmentalism at some point with packaging. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But um, definitely. Yeah, it's it's really it's really cool. Um, I think that that's what makes this this experience unique actually sccbig um i know they want to have that space downtown for business to business but also business to customer and customer to business because that can be one of those places where you go and network and you might meet the ceo of a company and he's probably going to be hanging out passing out free pre-rolls and you're going to be like oh man I tried this pre-roll at this place and it was so good. I need to find this. Where is it? And boom, you just made a marketing sale and you probably made a homie. You know what I mean? Like for real. I, and to, to that point, I would be there. I've never really been a regular at too many places. But like I would be a regular there for sure. Like once yeah. a week, I'm going to pop by. Know I can meet some cool people smoking up, have some cannabis, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Network, meet. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm like the hope. It's cool to see too this new uh this whole the whole lounge deal right and i know we got to cap it off soon so i won't go on that tangent but like the whole how it start i've seen some articles that starting to come back the Mm -hmm. whole the west hollywood deal during covid everything kind of shut down Mm -hmm. i'm like come on baby let's go i'm ready for this to open back up man and that's going to be the big monopoly when that comes out that everybody's waiting for for lounges i'm sure we are super late if we were to try to do anything right now towards progress in that game Mm. you know uh, i I just think you know lowell tried it already but after that you know i think everybody was like yep i'm gonna get the license for when it comes out and ready 
Uh, we wanted to do that in our green room space <clears throat> um, before COVID, and we wanted to make that a lounge. Might still be in the future, but um, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's going to be interesting how that plays out. Yeah, yeah. it's very interesting. Vegas passed the lounge that's deal. That's right. That's very exciting. Oh, that's cool. It's going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. There's some there's some new ones popping up too. I know Jay Z's got one popping up in L. A. Yeah. I know like J Master J's got one popping up that's like a pizza parlor too. Oh, wow. Or well, like we're saying, it's kind of all in the air. But, yeah, right. But like you're saying, it's, mm -hmm. it's going to be like a flood all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that's why I'm like all modern. Like, right. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Open yeah, the <laughs> me too. Me too. Bring it on. As long as, you know, as long as we can keep it in the hands of people who take care of it. For real. You know, yeah. that's, that's all I care about. And, you know, we might, that might not happen with everything, but, you know, as long as I think I have a lot of hope for this industry and putting power into the right people. So hopefully we can we can do that now and uh, kind of fix a lot of the mistakes that this industry has made too, you know, so real, real talk. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I feel, I feel like that's a good way to cap it off. Yeah. Right there. yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, th thanks again for coming on. Thank uh, you so much, man. We real. really appreciate it. Yeah. You. This was really fun. If I could plug one thing real quick, we have a compassion and veterans program at the higher path in conjunction with the bill SB 34, where cannabis brands can donate product to people in need. So we have a product that you can come pick up, pick up once a month for free. If you qualify for our compassion or veterans program, uh, as far as the veterans program, all you have to be is uh, part of the, uh, you know, the military community with veteran uh, military ID um, and you're accepted. As far as compassion, we do have some eligibility requirements, but feel free to email me or check us out on the Higher Path website for any more information on that. Um, that also comes with the consultation from one of our cannabis experts as well. That's awesome. And truly thank everybody out there who has served because yes, absolutely. It means a lot. It yeah. really does. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, reach out anytime, 818-385-1224 to the higher path. You'll uh, probably talk to our wonderful Teresa here on the phone and Yay. she'll <laughs> direct. <laughs> I'm usually first on phones. <laughs> and make sure to choose option two if you don't want to go through the go. entire voicemail greeting. There you go. Um, oh. But if you want to listen to it, that's okay. <laughs> absolutely check her out on live chat too we always have a live bud bun tender mm -hmm. uh answering questions on live chat on our website yeah. as well usually oh. it's usually it's 12 to 8 mm -hmm. um typically or or it's all day like mm -hmm. about 9 a.m to uh 10 p.m it just kind of depends on the day awesome but, yeah awesome <laughs> thank you so much jack uh, thank you guys i'll be by for that uh free or dollar j friday yeah Bring it on. come by for dollar j <laughs> friday 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 friday, friday. <laughs> Had to bring it back. Yeah, yeah man. Back. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. This is True Buzz. That Mary Jane. Now, we ain't new to this. From my stones and from my cannabis enthusiasts. Never heard a show as good as this. Uh, number one, it's the best. Bringing in many special guests in the industry of cannabis. Business owners to growers. Even artists you know of. So sit back and just roll up. Perfect show for my smokers. True Buzz. Hey.